Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I now pronounce you man and aerials and varials. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Every episode on this show, we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, we're doing the, sh- the song Kick Push by Lupe Fiasco. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I have to say right at the top here is, Kick Push. <laughs> what is this, a song about my kids? Right? Because they're always <laughs> kicking and pushing each other <laughs> around. And then I got I to gotta yell at them. So, <laughs> I mean, is that what, is that what this is? Is that, is that what this, <laughs> is that what this <laughs> song <laughs> is? Ha, 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 ha. Hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, this song is called Kick Push by uh, Lupe Fiasco. Uh, and uh, Rachel, yeah. can you uh, tell us the story of the story song? Sure. This uh, song, Kick Push, tells the story of a young skateboarder from the time he's six years old to the beginning, uh, you know, from the beginning of his career as a skateboarder, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. c- coming into his own. It's a coming of age story. He comes into his own. He finds his perfect skateboarding girl and finds his own crew and his way in life. And, you know, security and the cops keep on trying to shut them down because they're skateboarders. But they yes. try and co- they try and coast through. No, coast through life is not the way to go. That's not what I meant by that. <laughs> but they well, try. They try and kick, push, and coast their way through life. Sure. Um. Yeah. I mean, they got. I think that would make a great T-shirt if you just had like a a skateboarding guy and they'd be like, "I'm coasting through life," right? Yeah. That'd be pretty good. I mean, that That's has to good. be there. That has to be somewhere, right? <laughs> Somebody has that. Uh yeah, I would yeah. say definitely. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, cool. All right. Um, you so, know what else would be a good T-shirt, actually? Yeah, that entire synopsis of the song. Yeah. <laughs> Just. I'm actually wearing a, a a homemade T-shirt, a T-shirt that I made <laughs> that uh, that says that whole synopsis. Right. Yeah. You were reading it off of there. Yeah. Uh huh. Ups- it's written upside down, so I can read it. <laughs> it was it was a lot of words to bedazzle, but you did a right. great job. Mm-hmm. Thank you so it was much. Worth it, though. It was expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they don't give you enough they don't give you enough little things to bedazzle when you buy no. the kit. 
Yeah. You got to buy the extras. You got to buy the yeah, supplements, yeah. and that's where they get you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ain't know. I go by the name of Lupe Fiasco. Representing that first and 15. Yeah. Uh, and this one right here. I dedicate this one right here to all my homies out there grinding. You know what I'm saying? Legally and illegally. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? First of all, love. We are invited in. Yep. We are we are introduced <laughs> to uh, the per- the person who's singing introduces themselves. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Because uh, first thing is ugh. All right. Uh, then, well, you should what... say this. It does start sort of spoken before it gets right, into right, the right. actual song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 just sort of speaking to us yeah. as like it's kind of like the musicians are getting ready. You know, everyone's kind of building up, getting ready to start the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, what up, y'all? Which, again, love it. Um, boy, great question. Well, uh, <laughs> it's been a lot. You know, it's been a pretty good summer. Yeah. So far, I uh, have a lot of people at the house, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, after everything that's been sure. going on uh, for the last, you know, year and a half. <laughs> so that's that's been great to just see people. And oh, I'm sorry. Oh. There's more. So- oh, you're doing the song. Oh, and I'm sorry. I you were just- <laughs> and I'm sorry. We haven't officially met. Your name is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he says. <laughs> uh, first, he says soundtrack. What's popping, baby? But um, then he says, if y'all ain't know, uh, I go by the name Lupe Fiasco. So now I know who I'm talking to. Now we're friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lupe. Um, so he doesn't he says- ask your name. Mm, so a little rude. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's really just interested in telling you his story. He doesn't he doesn't <laughs> care about how your summer's going, Dan. Right, right, right. Well, and that's yeah, and that's where I get in trouble because then I feel foolish when <laughs> again I start explaining how I'm you know how I'm doing, and then he just continues on with the song, and I was like, okay, I guess you don't really care. That's fine. Um, oh, the music's still going. We're not going to stop to have a conversation. Oh, I guess <laughs> I guess that's okay, too, Lupe. First got it when he was six, didn't know any tricks. Matter of fact, first time he got on it, he slipped. Landed on his hip and busted his lip. For a week, he had to talk with a list like this. Now we can end the story right here. But Shorty didn't quit. It was something in the air. Yeah, he said it was something so appealing. He couldn't fight the feeling. Something about it. He knew he couldn't doubt it. Couldn't understand it. Branded since the first kickflip, he landed. Uh, labeled a misfit, a bandit. Cocoon, cocoon, cocoon. His neighbors couldn't stand his soul. He was banished to the park. Started in the morning, one stopped after dark. Yeah, when they said it's getting late in here. So I'm sorry, young man, there's no skating here. So we kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. And the way he rolled, just a rebel to the world with no place to go. And so we kick, push, kick. Got on it when he was six. Surprisingly, didn't immediately know any tricks. Yeah, I mean, cut the kid some slack. He's six. (laughs) Right. Um, Unless he's like a full-on prodigy, he's not going to know anything. Yeah. Or just takes it out of the box and he's like, I know how to use this. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will. I will. uh... No, good. Oh, I was just—he's like Neo in the Matrix. He just right. like immediately is like, "I know exactly how to do this." Yeah, it was uploaded via his <laughs> brainstem, um, right. and he says he he like sits up and he says, "I know skateboarding." Yeah, in a terrible Keanu Reeves impersonation. <laughs> um, wow. 
Yeah, you're required to do that. Unless, I, I mean, maybe they're talking about Mozart, because if they are, I think that is the case. Like, at mm. six, he just knew. Oh, Mozart was a great skateboarder at six. Yes. Great Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a very... I was talking very... about, like, music, but yeah, also skateboarding. Oh, he, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He knew the tricks. He knew music tricks and skateboarding tricks. He would, he knew, he would actually play the piano while skateboarding, okay. right. which is super impressive, and they couldn't figure out the stunts for Amadeus. Right. Um, so they had to cut that part from the movie. That's right. That's okay. Right. I'm sorry, Michael. I thought you were talking about the kid I knew in high school, Mozart Rodriguez. Um, he <laughs> yep. was great. He was a great skateboarder. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah. Two Mozarts. Two two really good skateboarding Mozarts. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, yeah. I will say so. I'll say this. Um, if this story was about me, and mm-hmm. it started, matter of fact, uh, she slipped, she landed on her hip, busted her lip, and for a week had to talk with a lisp like this. This next yeah. line would would actually be what happens <laughs> right well because the next line he says <laughs> now we can end the story right here and right. uh if, if great well yeah. good seeing guys, you guys bye yeah good episode yeah. see you later and again if this was my story that mm. is where the story would end i bust my lip i have a lisp yeah. i'm not getting back on the skateboard which is why no. i'm not a skateboarder to this day i actually <laughs> right. i will say this i wasn't six i was a little bit older but I have a clear memory of trying to skateboard and that board going out from under me and me falling pretty much square on my tailbone. And mm-hmm. at that moment, I was like, huh, I really want to skateboard, but can I? And then right. I never really skateboarded again. I had my own skateboard, no. though. <laughs> it was pink and black and it had a skull on the bottom. Oh, And nice. I loved it. And I think I skateboarded on it like for like a summer. And then I think I fell and like hit my tailbone. And that was the end of that. That's, are... that's where the story ended right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a number of things that for whatever reason, it just never occurred to me to, to try it um, growing up, uh, both good and bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just sort of was like later uh, as like a teenager or an adult, you know, or in my early twenties and someone would be like, eh, you know, I used to do X. Did you ever try that? Did you ever try skateboarding? And I just be like, no. And I don't think I ever, it never occurred to me to try, <laughs> honestly. Um, but, uh, one thing I did have was, um, I, I have actually like tried to, to research this on the internet and it has, it has like been completely scrubbed from our collective memory. But there was a, there was a thing one Christmas. Mm-hmm. There was like a, a, uh, I don't want to say call it a toy. It was a, it was a unicycle essentially. It was just like, it was a unicycle that had like two smaller wheels like behind it. And they had on the commercial, <laughs> all these guys doing these like, and girls. It's doing a these crazy. Yeah, that's a no, tricycle. no, no, no. That's no, no, I'm talking, I'm talking like skateboard wheels. Okay. Like, so a unicycle with like skateboards that were like, that were like attached by like poles. So like in the commercial, they'd be riding the, the, um, unicycle and they would lean back and the poles would like pop out and they would like do like tricks and stuff. And I swear this was a real thing. So I, like, so there was, go ahead. there was like one year you're saying where the unicyclists got together and said, you know what? We gotta we gotta market this better and make it cool. Rachel, all the kids are I've, skateboarding, and nobody's unicycling. And guys, we all know unicycling is the coolest thing to do. 
Right. We got to kick it up with some tricks and some extra little, you know, like wheels. If I didn't, if, if, if the next part of the story I'm about to tell didn't happen, I might have believed that I dreamed it. Because I know what I'm saying <laughs> sounds insane. Yeah. But I swear this happened. So they had these commercials with all these people doing these like super cool tricks on this stupid unicycle thing with two little wheels on the back. And I was like, I begged my parents. And my mom's like, you're never going to ride this thing. And I was like, no, 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 no. I def- I'm definitely, I'm, tr- I'm going to practice every day. This is going to be awesome. The other thing I forgot to mention was on the unicycle, it had like, on the, there was like a little seat, obviously. And then it had like a, had like a, like a curved bar that came out. So you basically, you would hold it like right, you, you would hold this bar um, right, like basically right at crotch level. And so you're riding this thing. You have your hands like right here, like, like on your thighs. And you were supposed to like ride this unicycle thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. The problem is that I get it for Christmas. I'm super excited. I take it outside like Christmas day and I, and I start riding around the driveway. The problem was that because where your hands were, when you fell forward, as you almost immediately <laughs> did, you didn't have time to get your hands up to catch yourself. Right. And so you would just land directly on your face, which I did three times in a row. Mm. Just landed on the concrete in the driveway, uh, directly flipped forward and landed on my face. And I had like huge like bruises and cuts and I was bleeding like crazy, like on Christmas Day. And I took it in the garage <laughs> and I put it away and I promised my mother <laughs> that I would take it out later and try again. And I never did. Of it course. sat in our garage for 10 years. Yep. And then one day I threw it away. <laughs> and that was it. That was the end of the unicycle thing. I swear this was real. Um, and yeah, that's it. It was, it was, was, and that was it. This was and also, I never heard about it. Dan yeah, had yeah, a no, it was, mustache. It was a very big unicycle, and then two little, two, it two was, little wheels. Yeah, Dan, it I'm was, pretty sure you're describing a penny farthing. Yeah, um, uh, that's right. I promise you, I'm not. Um, and uh, <laughs> tiny yeah. bicycle. Mom, well, I all think the also, cool kids have penny farthings. But here's the thing: <laughs> it it was a thing where um, it was. Uh, um, like they had commercials like constantly like for Christmas and then like the net like December 26th it was gone yeah no one ever mentioned it again and like they totally got away with one <laughs> like they must have known <laughs> that this didn't work yeah like you physically couldn't ride it or if you could by the time you figured out how to ride it you would be dead right um and so and they so like they just pushed would, it for one Christmas and then they pushed it for one money Christmas and, and got out and then that was it. Yep. That was it. It was it was over. So, um, anyway, <laughs> so that's that was my misadventure with this stupid unicycle thing. Um, I so, I had okay. uh, I, I have a skateboarding story. Yeah. I used to skateboard all the time. Um, back in high school, uh, I, there was this one time that I remember I was late for school, so uh, I I left doc brown's place and right. i yep. had to like mm-hmm. actually hold on to the back of a pickup truck yeah to, to get school it was very dangerous but i got yep. there I, my, almost on time but, i did get a tardy slip you know what Michael? Um, it I, was remember, the night- I remember that because i was um doing aerobics in that aerobics studio with the big window in front of it and was you, that passed, you? you waved at us and i waved back at you yeah 
I remember. Oh it's, my god! It's that night. I know what you're gonna say. It was the night I I went I went to um I just it was I don't remember it was like a school trip we had a field trip or something we went to 1955 yeah yeah um had a real hard time getting back to the future but that's a whole other story that was senior yeah senior trip was crazy anyway if I I say that to say this save the clock tower <laughs> so the point being that uh the 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 stories we've told. Uh, are about us being uh, loser wimps who quit right away. Um, and, and Michael's story is about how he lives in a delusional fantasy at all times. Um, so none of that... You say delusional, I say mm-hmm. DeLorean. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but none of that is, is like the character in this song. Because uh, he says, now we can end the story right here. But Shorty didn't quit. It was something in the air. Yeah, he said it was something so appealing. He couldn't fight the feeling he was not journey, right? Um, no, nothing on that. Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's not journey. Oh, who, who says I, I can't, can't fight, fight that this feeling. feeling anymore? Oh, who did take it on the run? I think it's the same band. Oh, is it Ario Speedwagon? Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. You know, you did a can't fight the feeling, but you skipped over something in the air completely. Is there a song about something in the air? Uh, it might be a. Oh, Colin's song, yeah. which is also the greatest song ever written. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna say there's something in the air that night. Also, the stars were bright. <laughs> Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, yeah. Remember that for the uh, expanded universe. <laughs> I won't. Um, so uh, since the first kickflip he landed, labeled a misfit, a bandit. Um, I like this. Kakunk, kakunk, kakunk. His neighbors couldn't stand it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is one thing with the skateboards is the constant like banging sound. There's like a there's a certain uh, skateboard like when they when they like come off the 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 curb, you know, and you just like hear it again and again like a clunk, a clunk. It, or when they when they find that unexpected staircase. Right. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> they go clunk. Hear a lot of that down the staircase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. I- I'll say this. I. Since the first kickflip he landed, do you think it's the tricks that brand them as misfits? Do you think if they're just skateboarding down the road, that's not a misfit? The moment you do a kickflip, hey, mister, you stay off my property. I I just (laughs) never understood why people were so mean to skateboarders. Uh, Well, I will say this. Skateboarders Uh, are criminals, (laughs) um, and they should be chased away from anywhere that respectable people are. Skateboarding's a crime. Um, We all know it. Skateboarding is a crime. Um, Totally agree. And I don't have any... I just... Man was not meant to glide like that. Um, (laughs) I I just think it's unnatural. Yeah. Like I think it's like a it's a like a crime against God. Well, people people treat people on penny farthings the same way. Like sure, right? You know. Um. Well, I mean, honestly, Get out of here, I don't you crazy kids. I don't think anyone cares if you're just going down the street, unless, of course, like Michael, you're you're grabbing on the back of eighties pickup trucks, right? Um, because that part's dangerous. But um, yeah, I don't think it, I think it's like hanging around, like doing tricks where people are walking. Yeah. Right. I guess. Uh, I think that's the issue. Yeah. Right? It's the hazard to the pedestrians. Right. Right. I'm just saying, like, if if there's like you know. I don't know, like a, a staircase of people are walking up and down and you're like occupying, you know, you're hogging but, it by like sliding down the rail. But I'll say this. He, this is, he's, he's in his, um, he's either like at his house or in his like neighborhood, like right in front of his building or something. Cause his, his neighbors are there. 
So he can't even right. be in his own home doing this stuff. Well, he's also at his own six house? at this point, isn't he? I mean, he, I think he maybe grew up a little bit. I don't think he's, he's little, six. Oh, so time, time maybe passes. Like here. time passed. Yeah, he learned stuff. Right. I mean, but, are you are you um, mystified by the idea that neighbors are kind of jerks no, sometimes? No, okay. No. I'm just saying. I'm just. <laughs> Have you to never up. seen Bewitched? I'm just trying to stick up for the skateboarders. You know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By the way, I was, of course, anyway, kidding of course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. About, about skateboarding. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure he just like, but that's the thing, like, in order to perfect these tricks, you have to do them 10,000 times. That's so, right. I, I mean, I will agree, you know, if it's like, if it's the 7 millionth kunk on a Saturday afternoon, I too might be like, hey, man, can you maybe take this to the park? Because mm. you're driving me crazy <laughs> um, with that. but. Um, so yeah, so his neighbors couldn't stand it, so he was banished to the park. Started in the morning, wouldn't stop until dark. When they said, it's getting late in here, I'm so sorry, young man, there's no skating here. Now, this So they, they me, want him to leave the park where it's early, because it's late in the park. Right. <laughs> That's just, what? it's getting late in here. Oh, yes. Right, yeah, right, yeah, But yeah, out right. there, outside, outside the gates... To the park, mm-hmm. it's right. like noon, so you yeah. you just go and skateboard for hours. Sure, outside exactly. the park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, the th- the thing that's most surprising to me about this song is the people who kick him out of various places are surprisingly polite. Very polite. <laughs> Very it. polite about it. They almost seem like uh, you you know apologetic. The, the, they seem apologetic and they seem regretful that they, they even have to do this. Like, look, man, this is not like if it was up to me, I'd let you skate all night. Yeah. But um, I'm so sorry, young man. But there's there's no skating here. Yeah. So I like he's never like physically like removed from a place. He's never even really like chased out. No. They just they just very politely explain to him that there's you know, there's no skating here. Um, and that's mm-hmm. all there is to it. So um, so then he so then he kick push. Kick push, kick push, kick push, coast. <laughs> um, I really like how how uh, you know, step by step the instructions here on how to ride a skateboard. Mm-hmm. First, you kick and push. Yeah. Then you kick and push. Uh, then you kick push. Then you kick push, and then you coast. Uh, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is like one of those songs. that's about a dance. Like this is the choreography. Right. 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 That's right. Right. This is yeah, this yeah. is if the time warp was a skateboarding song, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of those learn to dance songs where it comes with a little map on the ground where to put your feet. <laughs> yep. uh, but it's uh, just a skateboard. <laughs> it just comes with a skateboard. <laughs> but the skateboard has like little drawings. Yeah, of and feet. it's and it's tough because you have to keep putting the foot down in front of you. Like you just have to keep <laughs> yeah. throwing down the decals on the on the floor in front of you. Yeah, it comes mm-hmm. with a lot of decals. Yeah, yeah. You just like there's one like giant roll that you have to like roll out. <laughs> yeah, it goes like three miles down the road, and then you just like play, like all right, oh I see, oh so I kick push, kick put, I got it, all right. So away he rolled, just a rebel to the world with no place to go. Uh, so kick push, kick push, kick push, kick push coast. So come and skate with me, just a rebel looking for a place to be. Thoughts. Aww. I mean, there's, I think there's, I think there's, this is, has two sort of double, a double meeting, meaning like 
one meaning that like, you know, the, the part where he says just a rebel to the world with no place to go. I think part of it is literally physically having no place to go because no place wants him. And part of it could be the with no place to go looking for a place to be is actually also about finding his way in the world. Right. Yeah. It's it's I, I, I think it's both of them. It's literal that he's literally looking for a place where he can skate and and get better at skating, but also fi- trying to figure out where he fits in the world and how he can, you know, and, and how he can be his best self. Exactly. Yeah. I think not to spoil it, but this this song he's going to find through this passion. He's going to find a community. Right. Of, of like minded individuals, which is. Isn't that what we're all looking for? You bet. Yeah. It's a song about growing up. <laughs> it, it is. We just yeah. watch them grow up. It's beautiful. Uh, my man got a little older, became a better roller. Yeah, no helmet, hell bent on killing himself. Is what his mama said, but he was feeling himself. Got a little more swag in his style. Met his girlfriend, she was clapping in the crowd. Love is what, what was happening to him now. Uh, he said I would marry you, but I'm engaged to these aerials and barriers. And I don't think this board is strong enough to carry two. She said, bow, I weigh 120 pounds. Now, let me make one thing clear. I don't need to ride yours, I got mine right here So she took him to a spot he didn't know about Some odd in the apartment parking lot She said, I don't normally take dates in here Security came and said, I'm sorry, there's no skating here and so they kick, push, kick, push I know it doesn't look cool, but you can make it cool You can put on decals and stuff Tony Hawk wears hel- a helmet, you know You, you could get a cool helmet cool. Right. Absolutely you can get a cool helmet And the, you know, and the coolest thing ever is safety we're, that's the that's the yeah. thing. We're just looking out for you, buddy. So what I'm saying is, if you know, if kids make fun of you, just say, "Hey, my mom makes me wear this," and that's <laughs> right. gonna stop. <laughs> that, they'll understand that. They'll, they'll get stop, it. That'll stop the bullying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll so, get it. They'll anyway, get it. the more you know. <laughs> uh, uh, I do like the no helmet hell bent is a good oh, like yeah. slant rhyme in the middle there. Killing himself, feeling himself. Uh, uh, I, I like that. Uh, got a, got, Lupe oh, Fiasco's very good at lyrics and very good yes. at freestyle. I mean, it's it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, got a little more swagger in his style. Met his girlfriend. She was clapping in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Love is what what was happening to him now. Aw. Mm. Love it. Yeah. He said, I would marry you, but I'm engaged to these aerials and varials. Now, time-honored well way to get out yeah. of hanging out with your girlfriend for too long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm engaged to these aerials and varials. Uh, my, my love, my life, my love, and the lady is it's to so- see. Like, yeah. whatever it's going to take, you're in love with either an object or a concept. Right. And that is why... I'd love to go out Thursday night, but I just, I just can't. I just can't do it. Hey, he was an honest man. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll, I'll, listen, I'll say this. Skater, take a step back. It's okay. You don't have to go right to marrying. You don't, you can have both. You can, you're, you're still young. You're just six years old. He's not, he's not just six (laughs) years old. But I mean, he's, I mean, I'm guessing he's not 35 at this point. So relax. You have time. Yeah, but it's, he doesn't want to cheat yeah. on the aerials and varials. That's right. true. That's true. He is, he also is yeah, faithful. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
and Ariel, I'm pretty sure, is the Little Mermaid. <laughs> right, he is actually engaged to Ariel. Yeah, the Little yeah, Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a body and, pillow yeah. of her. <laughs> uh, he said, "I would marry you, but I'm engaged to these Ariels and Varials, and I don't think this board is strong enough to carry two. She said, "Bow." I weigh a hundred and twenty pounds. Um. Rachel, can you, what, mm-hmm. what is happening here? I mean, I understand he's saying we can't both fit on the board, but why does she need to shout out how much she weighs to him? That seems weird. To understand what's happening, you have to read the next line. Well, and then she says, now let me make one thing clear. I don't need to ride yours. I got mine right here. Yes, that's right. That's where it comes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that whole thing is, I don't need what you're giving me right now. Don't talk to me right. about, oh, I'm this little thing and, and I'm going to ride on your... First of all, m- not many skateboards are built for two. And also, you think I'm just this sort of... That I'm just going to be in the background and just be clapping for you. No, I'm in the crowd waiting for my turn because I also skate. I don't need your skateboard. I'm, mm. We are skating side by side. I am not skating behind you. Man, good for her. I love this part of the story. Where she's not just like the the supportive girlfriend, she's a fellow skater. Uh, you know, she's 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 her own person. I love it. And she knows more than he does. Yep. Because she took him to a spot he didn't know about, some odd end apartment parking lot. She said, "I don't normally take dates here." Security came and said, again, surprisingly politely. I'm sorry, there's no skating here. Mm-hmm. So they had a kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. Uh, and away they roll. Just lovers intertwined with no place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, push, push coast. Uh, so come and skate with me, just a rebel looking for a place to be. So now. And he, he says, to be clear, this is not a date. <laughs> right, right, right. We are right. just skating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to be very. I know you don't take dates here, and that's fine because this is not a date. <laughs> yeah. This is just me scoping out different places to skateboard. Right. Have I introduced and- you to my fiance, Ariels and Varials? <laughs> <laughs> also, I like to make friends with all the kind security guards who <laughs> ask us politely to leave. Yeah. They're very yeah. nice. Uh, I, and right. I. I I do love that change in the um, in the chorus. Just lovers intertwined with no place to go. Like now, there he's 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 building his community. He's finding yeah. his place. Yeah, yeah. Before he knew he had a crew, there wasn't no punk, and they spit fire shirts and SB dunks. They would push till they couldn't skate no more. Office building lobbies wasn't safe no more, and it wasn't like they wasn't getting chased no more. Just the freedom was better than breathing, they said. An escape route they used to escape out when things got crazy. They needed to break out. They had to any place with stairs, any good grinds, the world was theirs. Uh. And they four wheels would take them there Until the cops came and said There's no skating here So the kick, push, kick, push, kick So I'm going to assume that means He had a crew that was good Because I've never heard the term punk Used in quite such a fashion Mm -hmm. But I'm assuming that's maybe a skate thing That I don't know Yeah About Good, okay, good I I, I don't know, sure, let's go with that Let's go with that Uh, in, In the Spitfire shirts and SB dunks, mm-hmm. they would push till they couldn't skate no more. So mm-hmm. 
I'm assuming Spitfire shirts are like those like uh, bowling shirts with flames on the bottoms. <laughs> yeah. They're like um... exactly right. They got matching bowling shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So on they're their, on their penny farthings. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They're yep. they're in and a... they they call themselves the skateboard friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the, well, they're in a ska band, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're they're checking out diners and dives. Uh, yep. If, <laughs> if, if, if I believe. Um, and I guess SB dunks are like those like cookies that you like Dunkin' frosting, right? Is that what those yep. that yep. what those that's, are? Okay. That's right. That, you gotta have a snack. No, SB dunks are a <laughs> type of Nike. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sneaker, uh, obviously. Uh, right. But yeah. But I mean, I'm sure they take breaks to have cookies. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. They they kick push kick push kick push <laughs> Dunkaroo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kick push. Quick snack. Yeah. Yeah. You skate that much, you're going to get hungry. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they pushed till they couldn't skate no more. And then they would have <laughs> right. Dunkaroos. Yeah. Then they're well, like, let's take, a br- let's take a breather, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need a Dunkaroo. Guys, right. I brought snacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so office building lobbies wasn't safe no more. And it wasn't like, wait, and it wasn't like they wasn't getting chased no more. Just the freedom was better than breathing, they said. An escape route they used to escape out when things got crazy. They needed to break out. They'd head to any place with stairs. So if they mm-hmm. just need to clear their head after the Dunkaroo break, um, yeah. they're looking for any place that has stairs. They can, <laughs> they can grind down the rails, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're grinding and smushing. I, um, what I, I would know. like to say, I would like to say this. I am with our, I am with our protagonist all the way. I'm, I'm very pro skater, but yeah. office building lobbies, you guys, office well, building lobbies are never safe. Right. You well, don't, I, you don't, don't do that. Well, I'm assuming they mean like outside of I the mean, office building. I hope building. so. Right. I don't think I they're think like, they're, they're going into like, I mean, I don't know how they'd handle a revolving door, but right. Uh, I think it sounds like they're going into office building lobbies. Yeah, I don't. Th- which I mean, for the for the people who work there, that's gotta be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like it is. Like you know, like every Christmas time, most office buildings will have like you know, come to the lobby and and get some cider and then right. go back to work immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like that type of thing. It's like oh, it's, it's a special day. We got skateboarders here. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. fun. It's a free that's show. The fun part of it. That's the fun part. Yeah. Of it. But all I'm saying is, uh, just don't office lobbies, office building lobbies. I was all for you skating in front of your building, but once you go into an office building lobby, also, what are you skating on an office building lobby? Again, well, I'm hoping they're talking about the like the outside, like the stairs going up to the yeah, yeah. entrance. Of I mean, it. guys, we've all we all or an escalator. We all live in New York. We've Killer seen- grind. We've seen the guys outside <laughs> just over and over again. You know, outside the big fancy building and they're like sliding on the like, you know, fountain thing and there's like a like a modern art like thing jutting out of the ground and they like jump and like slide on it and they're flipping over it. We, we we've all we've all seen it happen. So we're thinking that. I guess that that doesn't fit well in a rhyme. I guess like you know that thing 
where you're like, it's not quite the <laughs> building, but it's not quite public space, where there's sometimes a fountain and every once in a while a bench. They couldn't skate there, but that doesn't really <laughs> fall trippingly off the tongue. Sure. The area directly outside of the office building. Right. Um, yeah, it's not quite. Like Again, that stuff never bothers me, seeing those guys. I'm impressed by it. I yeah. can't do any one of those things. Right. Um, Rachel, do you know why that is? Why I can't do any of those things? No, do you know why you're not bothered by it? Because you're not a, like, nosy stick in the mud. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you are in That's the minor- <laughs> the nicest thing that Dan has ever said to me, you guys. But I, again, Rachel, you understand there are many other people who would, in fact, call security if they saw such a thing. Like, yeah. th- this isn't a song about you uh, <laughs> stopping the skaters. They're just a song about stop- skaters being stopped in general. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> You're really taking this personally. Um, and the, the more you tell us that you're your pro skater, the more I'm starting to believe that you do call security on skaters a lot. <laughs> Me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the problem is if you let that stuff go unchecked, like sooner or later, they're going to discover new metal. And that's, that's the thing you need to stop with skateboarders. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, you know, like they're going to, you know, if you just let that happen, Without even like just making it clear as a society that this sort of thing is not tolerated, right? Before you know it, you got a Limp Biscuit fan on your hands. Like I mean, this that's is true. You got to be careful. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna discover Jinko jeans. Like, there's a lot of stuff here that like it's not. You know, it's like Harold Hill and the and the the pool table. Like, it's not the pool table itself. It's the the culture around it, right? right that we need to make sure that we stop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because this, I mean, this is how you get like corn fans, right? (laughs) Is that what you want, Rachel? No, but I, but you need to be able, but them, if you are pushing them away, you're going to push them right to corn. I push them right to Limp Biscuit. I think you have to just give them, embrace it, and be like, hey, you have to listen to NoFX. <laughs> you, have to listen to, you know what I mean? Like, I see you what you're saying. Or so you're giving them school hip hop. Sure, Those you're giving the them things. like good punk and hip hop to listen to. Yes. And try to. Yes. All right. I make that yeah, makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. To try to. There's no way you're going to stop them. You just try to guide them in the right direction. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. So I, I think what Dan is saying is, if somebody is trying to build a pool hall in your town, mm-hmm. um, you should probably start a band. Right. And he is just the guy to sell you those instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to say something right here. Okay. Dan. Yeah. Dan coming up with a musical <laughs> yes. reference. Well hey, done, buddy. That was really exciting. Always Thank proud you. of you with that. Well, um, it helps if I was in the musical to, to have a <laughs> vague right. idea of what happened in it. Original Broadway cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert Preston. <laughs> uh, special no. guest star today uh, yeah. on the Story Song Podcast. Robert <laughs> Preston, everybody. Um. This second mm-hmm. part, <laughs> this second part talking about the escaping and the and the freedom and things like that. Yeah, I also love this because again that goes back to this idea of not only them actually escaping, but also trying to escape from whatever situation they are in at right. the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that sort of teen angst that is that can be universal. Uh, yeah, fighting yes. an escape. 
Well, and I, I mean, I fully understand the idea of like the, the freedom you must feel, right? Not just the freedom of the, of the writing on the skateboard, but also the, just like the lack of structure to this, right? They're not part of like an official, like, you know, school sports team or anything. Like they're just doing their own thing. And the fact that they are, you know, mildly breaking the law, I think is, is a part of it, right? That there is that sort of freedom of, we're just, we're doing our own thing. Um, and, uh, well, they say any good grinds, the world was theirs and their four wheels would take them there until the top cops came and said, now here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's no, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no, no, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, until the cops came and said, there's no skating here. So they're not, they're just, they're, there's no politeness left. They're just. Now it's the and cops. It's not security it's, anymore. That's right. It's also, it's not like park security or, yeah. you know, the like apartment uh, security. But yeah. it's also, they're building, this is, this is, well, I'll get, we'll get into it in the second part. But they're, they're building, right? The first one, it's sort of just him and the guy's like, sorry. And then the second one, it's him and his girlfriend and security's like, oh, you guys are like two, you know, young lovers. It's beautiful. Uh, no, no, you can't part. You can't skate here. And then there's a bunch of them, and everybody knows a bunch of youths are, uh, like the most intimidating thing ever. And that's when mm. the cops are like, "Hey, no more I'm sorry's, you guys. There's too many of you to say I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think also as his, um, as he's gotten better and as his community's grown, um, so do the stakes. Mm. A little bit. Yeah. Like, so it's park security, then it's building security, then it's the police. Right, um, right. And not the band, the actual police. Right, right. Um, I mean, that'd be cool if Sting was like, there, no skating here. But, but I'd like to sing you a song. Yeah. Or he's like, there's no skating here. But I'm Sting, so I built you an entire skate park. <laughs> Yay! Thanks, Sting. No problem. So, yeah. Um, so I, I I guess that's about it, right? I mean, he's, he's found a community. Yeah. He has a girlfriend and they're just going to kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast, um, (laughs) all over the place. Away they roll, just rebels without a cause with no place to go. So now it's all, all his friends. Yeah. Right. They're just going to, they're going to go away, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. So come roll with me just a rebel looking for a place to be. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I think I think the the place where they're they're trying to be is the coast part of that. Like mm-hmm. the kick push is almost representative of the the back and forth with security and and whatnot. And the coast feels like the freedom that they feel when they're skating. That's right. good. That's good, Michael. I like that a lot. It's like you're right. You know what it is? It's like uh, it's every. <laughs> It's every song from the early seventies about a sailboat. Um is <laughs> You had me and now it's about a sailboat. Go on. <laughs> but it's like it's like a Christopher Cross song. It's sure. like sailing. It's sailing it's about takes that me freedom. away. Yeah. yeah. To where I'm always going to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about it's about the freedom and right. the escape. Yeah. That's true. That's true. This was and actually, it's also about Escape, the Pina Colada song. It's actually, a uh, little known fact, this was actually written by Christopher Cross. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally, I figured that. Yep. You can just feel it, you know. Uh, all right, anything else on this song? 
No, it's good song. It's real catchy. I like I oh, like yeah. it a lot. I like it a lot. Totally agree. Yeah. Um. All right, let's do expanded universe. Expanded universe. I think Dan already said it. This is is this is this the son of Brandy Sailor? Mm. Where it's his Oh. He's married to the sea and he's like, "Son, listen, you got to get an out." <laughs> and your out is going to be skateboarding. Just figure it figure out. Figure out a fake thing that you could tell people you're married to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or have a girlfriend who lives in Canada. One of the two. <laughs> your life, your love, and your lady is a kickflip. Right. Yeah. There's an one Ollie. There's one <laughs> there's one problem with that theory, Rachel. What? Brandy Sailor having a son. That part mm-hmm. I understand. Brandy Sailor sticking around long enough to tell his son anything. <laughs> that part I'm not buying. Uh, that's true. Well that's his Yeah. If it it makes sense if his if the sailor's son was raised by the mariner's mother. Mm-hmm. And then I think we just connected these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like stopped by and gave him that advice and he was gone. And then she raised him and then he got eaten by a whale. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, yeah. yeah. And then he can and then he grinds on the whale's ribs. That's how yeah. he gets out. That's yeah. <laughs> the belly of a whale is the ultimate skate park. It is. I, I think. I, I have to double check the lyrics, but yes, I believe Brandy's sailor is both the rake in that Decemberist song, the title mm-hmm. of which I don't know, but the Mariner's Revenge. Oh, the song. Mariner's Revenge song. Um, because Brandy feels like a lot. That feels like a like a seventeen hundreds thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same. T- that's the one. And then and then the sailor from uh, Sloop John B. It's also the same. Is also the mm-hmm. same sailor. Oh, they're all the so, same guy. Yeah, yeah. That all or the sail the sailor the grandfather in Sleep John B. Oh, okay. Oh, is Brandy Sailor? Okay. okay. I think so. I like okay. that. I think so. Okay, yeah. so now we're now And that's why the father, Sloop John B's the narrator's <laughs> father, isn't around. <laughs> he was eaten by the whale. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. I like that. We just solved a song like that. that we are not actually talking about. No. That's, That's right. great. That's right. Um, <laughs> and oh, I'm so excited about this. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So I would say this this narrator, our narrator here, is probably like the great great grandfather. And I just think yeah. it. I mean, grandson. And I just think you know, it's just it's just it's a born in thing. Like they they just this is just oh, yeah. What, this is just what they do. You know who I'm talking oh, yeah. about? Yeah. Um, it's just the pet. It's like the petamores with whiskey. Exactly. They are just yeah. <laughs> um, I heard that song on the radio the other day. By the way, um, yeah, it came on. It was weird. Um, well, I'm gonna say this. Uh, when the when they're skating in the ho- in the uh, office lobby, mm-hmm. whether they're they're uh, when they're outside, the cops come and 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 uh, uh, kick them out. Uh, there's definitely a woman standing at the window watching it happen. Uh, <laughs> Who just called to complain about all the teenage dirt bags that are outside? Oh yeah, <laughs> that that that, nice. uh, that she wants to have arrested. So, That's right. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, I I think, and this is he's basically building a convoy. Oh yes. Okay. By the end, he's he's built a convoy. They are yeah. 
kind of slightly breaking the law. And no, yeah, yeah. That's building and building, and they're they're on wheels. I mean, because that, like, I don't know if this is true anymore, but I think you're right in that the the level of like cops chasing away skateboarders is at that level of like the cops like trying to stop the truckers in terms of like like what why is this such a big deal yeah <laughs> like yeah, what why don't you just just let them be so yeah I think yeah I think this is direct descendant of 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 the convoy guys oh yeah is, is or they the just ended up following the convoy That's maybe true. yeah 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 so. Uh, Rubber duck, we've we've got a bunch of skateboarders behind <laughs> us. I don't... Uh, they're, they're holding. They're, they actually start holding on to like eighteen wheelers. Yeah, uh, like Marty McFly. This guy. Uh, this guy's uh, uh, CB handle is uh, Lupe Fiasco. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he gets a CB working on a I, skateboard. I don't but... know. I mean, I don't know how you uh, how he it really slows a... him down. Yeah, I, was, I don't know how he got such a stupid name, right, Rubber Duck? Um, <laughs> um, I think that um, when he tells uh, the girlfriend or the girl that likes him mm-hmm. that he's married to the sea or whatever he says, um, clearly she says, see you later, boy, because he wasn't good enough for her. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. A deep, he- That's a deep cut, Michael. Well done. <laughs> But the title of the song is actually Skater Boy, so it's yeah. probably not that deep of a cut. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying that's that's old that's old school. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's uh that's first, original series. Yeah, yeah. First series. Yeah. We don't we don't, we don't bring that one up very often. I mean but. that's pretty easy. That's a pretty one to one there. <laughs> yeah. He's a skater boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean, what other opportunity are we gonna have to talk about that song? <laughs> Oh man. Um yeah. All right, anything else? No, I mean if they're not listening to new metal, uh hopefully they're listening to uh a certain a certain single that <laughs> a was certain released. A certain single that was on the radio for a brief period of time. A certain limited I'm going to say listen. So you ridiculous. listen. You have to, you have three choices. You can either listen to No Effects, you can listen to Biggie, or you can sure. listen to Pearl. Those are the three things you can listen to. Yeah. And these guys are all, oh my God, Pearl, that's my, that's, she's my favorite singer. This is great. This song is great. I am lost and lonely. I mean, even though I have a bunch of friends now, I am still lost and lonely. Uh, all right. Well, folks, you knew it was going to end there. So uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. We're going to take it back a little bit. Back to 1992. Oh, yeah, that song, it was like almost on my list, but it just didn't make it. All right, you're bringing in wrestling references now. Oh, yeah, I'm going to bring in a little bit of everything. I heard that song so many times at a strip club. Who hasn't heard it at a strip club? I'm sure it's being played at some strip club right now. I know it's a Christmas song. (laughs) Yeah, you went weird on this, Brian. I'm sorry. Oh, this is left field, man. (laughs) I don't care. It is such a great song. What's up, everyone? This is Gomez. And I'm Brian. And we're the dynamic duo and co-hosts of Playlist Wars. A podcast where we, along with a special guest, pick a musical artist, band, or topic, and each create a 10-song playlist that we feel best represents them. Then we turn it over to you to vote for which one of us got it right. You can find us at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com. Or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. 
how did this story come to be? Uh, before we do that, though, we have another review to read. Michael, I believe Yay. you have it pulled up. I do. So we have a review. This one's kind of interesting. It's uh, actually an episode review um, about our episode on uh, Your Love by the Outfield. This is from X Proof Rock, which I could be terribly mispronouncing, but I did my best. Uh, and this is a review from uh, Podchaser. Love the song, never considered how sad it could be. I think it was about a guy who is married. The wife goes away, so he has a night with his old best female friend, because when he got married, he stopped hanging out with her uh, and that friend group. These are the conversations I have all the time, so it was nice to hear that I'm not alone. Aww. Oh, nice very review. nice. You and yeah, very. Yeah, it's a good theory. It's a really good theory. Yeah. I like it. Thank yeah. you. Aww. Thank you for that review. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, what was it? X-Proof Rock. All right, X proof rock. All right, that better be right, Michael, or I'm gonna look like an idiot. So, <laughs> uh, uh, how dare you? You've done it again. Um, all right, Rachel. Yes. Uh, tell us the story of Kick Push. Sure. Uh, Kick Push was written by Washaloo Muhammad J. Co. and recorded by Lupe Fiasco. It was released April 18th. 2006 mm. it hit uh number 78 on the hot 100 uh billboard charts and number 56 on hot r&b and hip-hop songs uh it also did very well in uk with the uk singles hitting number 27 and australia hitting number 66 mm. um the song uh is the first single off of lupe fiasco's debut album 2006's lupe fiasco's food and liquor and it was nominated for two Grammys in 2007 for Best Rap Solo Performance and Best Rap Song. Uh, it was, like I said, written by, uh, by uh, someone named Washaloo Muhammad Jaco. Guys, that's Lupe Fiasco. Oh! Right wow. on. So it was written and, and, uh, and uh, sung by... Lupe Fiasco and produced by Soundtrack, who uh, produced a number of Lupe Fiasco songs. Soundtrack, who is called out, uh, you know, given a shout out in the opening of the song. Um, I think we spoke about this, the music at the beginning. There's uh, very cool music at the beginning of this song. Uh, mm -hmm. It's from a, uh, a song called, well, talk about getting a, a name wrong. <laughs> Mactixil Man Iqua Bolero okay. Medley by a Philippine singer Celeste Legaspi. Uh, mm. Okay, so an interesting thing. We'll just go right here. Just a little tidbit. So I think this is re re fairly recently Lupe Fiasco was doing an interview um, on, uh, uh, on a podcast and he said that so uh, he, he worked with Atlanta Record, uh, Atlantic Records and apparently Atlantic Records kind of had nothing to do with Kick Push. They were kind of pushed it off, whatever. They weren't, they weren't, he, Lupe Fiasco says that they basically didn't have anything to do with it or its success, and they were trying to, like, brush it off because they didn't own any part of it, really. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they bought the rights to Bolero Medley, which is sampled in Kick Push 
so that they could own a part of Kick Push and get oh. a piece of that, a, 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 like a piece of a piece of Kick Push after it was okay. a success and everything. That's wow. all. I thought it was interesting. And um, that's Lupe, that is Lupe Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco's not very happy about it. In case you were wondering, <laughs> um, it's they had a bit of a tumultuous relationship with Atlantic. He had a bit of a tumultuous relationship with Atlantic Records, but it's mm. just fascinating. How long was he on Atlantic Records for? Is it is that still his record company? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Um, actually, that feels like a, a very really like question, Michael. <clears throat> but no, I don't. Thank think you. That feels like a real like Scrooge McDuck move, right? Right, right. where it's like. <laughs> Oh, you're you're you're. I'm mad at you. You're flying on this plane. Well, guess what? I just bought the airport. Right. So you're not, you know, whatever or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, that feels like a real, like, you know. Yeah. Um. It's now, like being- now that I bought this song. Oh, and then I also bought the Philippines. Right. And now I'm gonna swim in my, right. in my pool full of money. <laughs> right. So right, right. That's what I was gonna say. He, the whoever was at Atlantic Records made that call, uh, to buy the rights to that song from a giant um bin of gold coins yeah yeah right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, uh-huh. right 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 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh yeah it's, that never uh, seemed comfortable no why like would i don't they... think you could you can't swim in coins no it's yeah. it's gonna be painful yeah you're gonna hurt yourself but yeah, that might I mean, be how scrooge mcduck made all of his money by <laughs> um he had a he had a vaudeville act where <laughs> yeah years and years yeah. of being the world's only he was Points in an accident. They don't like to talk about it, but he was in an accident where he severed his spine. And it's fine. <laughs> he can walk and everything. He just, he feels no pain. Right, he has right. no pain receptors. That's right. So he can just dive right into that and he doesn't feel anything. Yeah. You know? And then he's covered in bruises, of course, because he's literally diving like into a gold thing. But all the feathers cover it up, so you don't know. <laughs> and, and, and he doesn't feel it. There's a whole backstory. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's do- and it's dark, guys. It's real dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's in the expanded universe novels. Yes, which yes. I have all of the I've read all the Ducktales yeah. expanded universe of course, novels. Of course. So it's all in, it's DT, all in there. Don't DTU. worry about it. It's the DTU. <laughs> Explain everything. That's right. That's right. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so um, so- eventually he buys Pottersville and <laughs> sure. Puts the building and loan out of business. Yeah. Anyway, obviously the song uh, has become sort of a skater's anthem and is uh, obviously big uh, in the skate community. Uh, but it it was uh, it wasn't first well received uh, in the skating community. Um, he said that there were some very insecure skaters, Tony Hawk not being one of them. Thank goodness. Fortunately, he says, mm. who just felt like I was trying to encroach on their territory. Uh, which is interesting to me because it, it shows skating in such a good light. And it's, you know, it's not like he's, he's not, he's not taking it from the standpoint of the security guards saying kids get out of here. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it shows skating in a good light and as a way to, to get out. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he, he said basically that he, it's, it's a commonality, right? The, the video of the, of the song shows, uh, shows, uh, young black skateboarders. Um, and what he says about it is you take black kids talking about skateboarding, it crosses so many barriers because that is one thing that a lot of kids have in common. You've got black kids in the hood who skateboard and you've got white kids in the suburbs who skateboard. So it's those, so it's kind of those things trying to find those universal kind of elements and trying to connect them together. 
And so he called it a bridge that he was trying to find ways to find commonalities and, and these, these common interests with people uh, to, to sort of uh, to, to connect individuals. Uh, he says the skateboarding is just as deep as hip hop, which is true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he said, I'm not the greatest skateboarder, but I'm a damn good rapper. So I made a damn good skateboarding song. <laughs> which I love. I'm like, you're right. That's you're awesome. Abso- you're absolutely right. Um, I think there's, well, there's a weird thing, right? Where like, I don't know if you wrote a rock song about how you were like cheating on your wife or like you had right. murdered someone. I mean, like that's what so many country and like rock songs are about. Like no one would ever, there's something about, about hip hop and rap or like people expect what you say to be true. Right. And I don't know why it's any more than like, again, you can, you know, have a rock song about anyone. No one would think it would immediately be right. like, oh, this probably really happened. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is true. I think it's, I mean, country does have that a bit. People want, uh, you know, for a very long time, people wanted, you know, that sort of realism. They wanted it to, they wanted to think that this person did those things, right? Right. It was, that's what they, and, you know, pop country, that was an, that was an issue with pop country. They were all annoyed that like, you know, it wasn't speaking to the reality of the life. And I think hip hop sometimes falls into that as well. People want this, you know, uh, this uh, genuine feeling for it. Uh, not yeah. To be mistaken with genuine, the singer. Um, mm-hmm. But this, they want, they want something genuine about it and uh, authentic about it. Uh, right. And it does fall into that where, you know, if you're not a good skateboarder, what, you're not allowed to make a good skateboarding song, you know? Right. Or, I mean, you know, it's not even like, because it's about someone else. He's telling us. A right. story about a character, right. right? He doesn't say like, "Oh, by the way, I am the best skateboarder you've ever seen." That's right. You know, like he's it's it's just a story about someone who skateboards. But again, like you know, I don't know. It's just funny. I guess there's just like there's a certain with like certain genres. There's just more of a remove to it, right? And like you said, I mean, it's not just hip hop. I mean, you know, famously, like people were gobsmacked to discover that like Johnny Cash had never been to prison. Right, right, right. When, yeah, when he wrote Folsom. Right. Prison blues, you know. Right. So, they, I, I think there is sometimes there's just certain genres have like people feel more of a connection or expect it to be more authentic, like you said. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, he probably shouldn't have called the album that the song is from uh, I Am the Greatest Skateboarder. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> that was the first, yeah, first yeah. problem. That, that could have been a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the song was never actually intended to be a single. According to Fiasco, it was done for a skate DVD for a skate shop called Uprise, but it became popular and started to get some play, and it became this sort of, uh, you know, this sort of face, and like I said, the skateboarding uh, anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I'm, again, he said, I'm not a skater, and I don't, I don't want to keep putting on the faces, I want, don't want to keep putting on the faces of people who've been skating for 20 years and actually lived out kick push. So he gives people, like, you know, credit where credit is due. Now, it did, you know, this song was was basically his first hit, and so he had an issue where he was afraid that he was going to get pigeonholed due to the success of Kick Push, saying that people would want him to do photo shoots with skateboards and et cetera, and he's like, I just, I don't want to do, that's not me. The rest of the album has nothing to do with skateboarding. It's not a skateboarding mm. album. <laughs> it's not. He doesn't want to get pigeonholed as somebody who just does songs about skateboards. Exactly. Right. Because that's, that's going to. There's one about that thing <laughs> right. that Dan was talking about 
all. He just does. He just does it, transportation music. Uh, by the way, right. it it's La Bike, which is <laughs> the the worst uh, possible name for it. So it did exist. I found it. So oh my gosh, I will probably have posted it on social media by the time this you hear this episode. So. Run and check it out. And if you, um, if you happen this, to see it on our Twitter before you listen to this episode, you're going to be like, what, what is this? Yeah, that's what yep. you'll understand. And this, I mean, listen, this, this happens sometimes. We, we talk about it more about the, the differences in sound, but it could be that as well, where, where, where a hit, someone has a hit with a sound that's completely different from their, right. their usual sound, whereas this, it's, about, it's, it's more about the, you know, the, the theme of the song and is not really w- what he's talking about. It's also really not about, as he said, it's not about skateboarding. It's really about the story behind it and mm-hmm. sort of the journey that this uh, person takes. So um, the, uh, the song, this is great, the song actually has a follow-up on the same album called Kick mm. Push 2, it's sort of a continuation. It gets more into the emotional background of the characters, of the girlfriend and, and our skater. Uh, it's much more emotional. It's not as you know, sort of straightforward. It talks about their, you know, their, their family life, their home life, and sort of what they're running from. Um, but it's on the same album, which I think is great. You know, we talk That's a great. lot about sequels, and they're not usually on the same album, you guys. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the song, I only hope that yeah. was the B-side. Yeah. Yep. Kick push, kick push too. I don't know actually <laughs> if it was. Um, yeah, you so- got to turn over the record and you hear the, the rest of the story. Yep. The song is uh, used, has been used in a lot of video games. Uh, it's been used in NBA Live 07, NBA Live 06, and uh, Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam. Because, mm-hmm. of course. Because if it wasn't, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what the heck? Um, Lupe Fiasco also performed this song in an episode of One Tree Hill, which is surprising to me. And I also didn't look it up to watch it. I don't know why, but I because I really should have. But One Tree Hill is <laughs> one of those shows. Yes, go ahead. Well, it's one of those shows where you could tell me, oh, it's about a family, and they you know they have the troubles, or it's about a lawyer who has a talking cat, <laughs> or it's about a doctor. Who turns into a vampire? Like, I have or, literally have no idea. Or it's about no a idea what it's about. A perfect tree that lives sure. on a hill. Sure, <laughs> that's true. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those shows that is a tree and his and his hill. Yeah, that was on for yeah, yeah. forever, and I have no idea what it's about. Literally, have no idea other than the name. I think there's a. I literally have no idea. It. I think there's a blonde girl on it, and then aside from that, and maybe a blonde mom. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I literally them? have no idea. That might be them. That might be eight is enough. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, like you said, I mean, if I turned it on and a hill started talking to me yeah, and yeah. was like, yeah. yeah, like, let me tell you about how I grew up. And then it was like the Wonder Years where you saw it as a smaller hill like <laughs> millions of years ago and it told you the story of growing up. I'd be like, I guess so. I don't know. Fifteen, se- 15 seasons. Though. All right. People like the <laughs> that talking hill moot show, I guess. I don't know. And the hills are alive. Oh, <laughs> Lupe Fiasco was born Washaloo Muhammad Jaco, February 16th, 1982, in Chicago. Uh, and mm-hmm. I read that originally he didn't really like hip-hop uh, due to its vulgarity and its, misogy- and its misogyny. He was uh, brought up in a Muslim household. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, you know, he didn't really like that part of it. 
He preferred jazz, and he loved Benny Goodman, which I think mm. is great. He nice. right. So throughout um, throughout his uh, his youth, his parents got divorced when he was five. He spent some time living with his mother. Spent some time living with his father. When he was living with his father, he started to make mixtapes with his friend with his friend Bishop G, and they performed at their high school. But they were not embraced at all because they had a very eclectic style, which Lupe Fiasco has, and it mm. wasn't really embraced by the hip hop crowd. Uh, you know, it, okay. had, it was very different, and so it wasn't really. So they had like their first show, and they were kind of booed off stage. Um, early on, Lupe Fiasco didn't go by Lupe Fiasco; he went by Little Lou or Lou the Underdog. Obviously, Lou being a nickname uh, that apparently his mother gave him, which is the end of his name. And he added Fiasco uh, because he liked the way it looked on paper, but also uh, he, you know, it was it was a comment on uh, sort of like the sort of MC different MC names talking about like you know sort of making things larger than life, blowing things up, but but it being very like aggressive, and this sort of being Fiasco being sort of like a mess and stuff like that. So it was it was something you know it was it was sort of playing with that feel of it. So I, it's a good one. Lupe Fiasco. It's a good it's name. It's a great name. It's a great no. name. Um, no. <clears throat> so at 19, he joined uh, the band Depak, which was signed to Epic Records, but they released one sig- single and then they broke up. And then from there, shortly as a solo artist, he was signed to Arista Records, but that was just for a short time. But though it was a very short tenure, he met somebody at Arista Records who would have who would change his life. That mm-hmm. person is Sir Jay-Z. <laughs> meeting Jay-Z is probably going to change your life, right? Like, as, as a young performer, yeah. meeting Jay-Z is probably sure. going to change your life. And Jay-Z called him a breath of fresh air, and he, wow. he helped him get a deal with Atlanta, Atlantic Records, which he found a lot of success in, even though it was a very tumultuous relationship. Uh, he also, shortly thereafter, made another powerful connection when he was asked, uh, when he remixed Con- Kanye West's Diamonds from Sierra Leone as Conflict Diamonds, and then that was to raise awareness of Conflict Diamonds. Makes sense. But Kanye West heard him and, and uh, or Kanye West from that asked him to perform on Touch the Sky, which was very well received and again, sort of helped catapult him. So if you have Jay-Z and Kanye West, especially at that point in your corner, uh, is I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess that's all right. <laughs> it's gonna, it's We're gonna, gonna have... be it's gonna be pretty good. It's gonna be pretty yeah. good. So I guess so. And then, so from that, from so he has this relationship with Kanye West. He has this relationship with Jay Z, who gets him on Atlantic Records. Um, mm. and so he makes his debut album, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor, which featured. Features production from Jay Z, Kanye West, Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park, and the Neptunes, mm. who are Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, and others. Mm-hmm. So big producers, right? People, yeah. varied producers. I mean, so it is really incredible. The album was critically acclaimed, as well it should be, and nominated for three Grammys, including Best Rap Album. And he won a Grammy for Best Urban Alternative Performance for Daydreaming, Daydreaming, which is his single with Jill Scott. So a big album. That was mm, in nice. Yeah, 
So that was in, uh, I believe, 2007, right? So that year he was voted GQ's Breakout Man of the Year. Uh, he received four BET nom- nominations, and the album hit number eight on the Billboard 200s and number two on Billboard R&B hip-hop album charts. Mm. Great year. Great year. Yeah, yeah. a pretty good year. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so he followed that up shortly after uh, with a concept album called Lupe Fiasco's The Cool, which, again, was critically acclaimed, and New York Times called it one of the year's best hip-hop albums. That was in 2007. And again, so what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, between 2006 and 2008, Lupe Fiasco had some pretty good times. It was mm. pretty great. Uh, that same can year. I, yeah, go ahead. Can I say one thing? Sure. Can I say one thing yeah. about uh, food and liquor? Yeah. Uh, it sounded great on my iPod Classic, uh-huh. which at the time was known as my iPod. Right. <laughs> um, but now I just remember that's just one yeah. that I had. Yeah, but that was in the mix all the time. I all the time, and I would sit on the subway with my iPod in a death grip because I was so afraid someone was going to try to steal well, it. Well, of course, because uh, that's when iPods were new. That's right, <laughs> and they used to get ripped off all the time. But anyway, staring at your white my, iPod with its like my green, yeah, green screen, yeah, with the click wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, just just making me nostalgic for the old days. That's Aww. all. So that same year, uh, he also formed the group Child Rebel Soldier. CRS with Kanye West and Pharrell Williams. That year, he also told the Village Voice he was working on a novel about a window washer called, wait for it, Reflections of Mm -hmm. a Window Washer. All right. I searched. I could not find whether or not that book exists. Mm. So if anybody knows whether that book exists, including (laughs) Lupe Fiasco, I want to read that book. Yeah. I, 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 I don't I want to know what it's about. I mean, I know what it's about. It's about a window washer, but I want to read it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So since I'm here to wash the windows. Sorry, <laughs> That's a great one. Um, so uh, I like I like the title, The Reflections. Of I a window know. Washer. I it's know. a good title. Lupe Fiasco is very deep. He has varied uh, interests. Um, a, a lot of his songs have double meanings, you know, work on they work on many different levels. And I think it makes just a lot of sense for him to also go in and start doing things like deciding to write a novel. Um, yeah. So uh, since 2011, Fiasco has released five more albums, Lasers, Food and Liquor 2, the Great American Rap Album, Part 1, uh, Tetsuo and Youth, Drogas Light, and Drogas Wave. Um, and they're, they're great albums, but I kind of want to talk more about the other stuff he does as well, because I also think it's interesting. So in, in addition to music, Fiasco has explored visual arts, and he's even exhibitions of his work have been presented in his hometown of Chicago at the Soho House and at the Ed Paschke Art Center. And one of his pieces actually serves as the album art for Tetsuo and Youth. So like I said, he's extremely varied in his interests uh, and, uh, and his output in the world. And then in 2018, he released a three-part documentary called Beat and Path, B-E-A-T, and Path, which followed his journey through China to explore his love of martial arts, Um, a love which he got from his father, Gregory Jaco, who was a martial arts master with four black belts. His father was also a member of the Black Panthers Party. Um, Mm -hmm. This is great. So most recently, uh, during the COVID lockdown, Fiasco released the EP House, 
after hearing a beat by Twitter user Kaylin Ellis and being tagged in it with somebody tagged it, get this to at Lupe Fiasco somehow. They got it to him. He got it. And it's a pretty great EP. Uh, it's, nice. it's really terrific. Again, a lot of these, a lot of his, most of those songs have double meanings. They have things like, they have songs like, um, like, like Shoes. Uh, there's a song called Shoes. There's a song called Dinosaurs. The song Dinosaur is a sort of a song for kids about dinosaurs, but it also plays to, you know, old generation versus new generation. Um, uh, you know, there, everything sort of has a double, has a double meaning. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. great. I mean, it's, you know, it's 20 minutes and it's an EP, but it all came off of this one beat that this guy, Kaylin Ellis, put out. And somebody just happened to tag Lupe Fiasco on it. He heard it and he was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And then they wound nice. up working together. So the well, music and isn't was that Kaylin really Ellis. Cool. That's how it happened. Well, that's great. I mean, isn't that basically how we got hooked up with Kanye? I mean, he just yeah, remixed I mean, he remixed his song and yeah. Kanye heard it, presumably. So I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the cool thing with, the, I mean, again, the cool thing with this is that Kaylin Ellis just put together a beat and put it out there. There was nothing that's on awesome. it. He didn't have any concept of like what would be on it, but that's right. what it is. Um, so finally, in a recent Vulture article, Lupe mentioned, uh, Lupe Fiasco mentioned he had a few projects in the works. He has a project honoring Amy Winehouse, another project coming up with soundtrack. <laughs> And then finally, the album Skulls, which he says will be his final album. Um, a oh. really fascinating right. human being, a um, really fascinating uh, uh, songwriter and hip-hop artist. Uh, who Renaissance I didn't, man. Who I didn't know much about. Yeah. I mean, no. I didn't know much about, but really, really fascinating. And I was happy to sort of um, discover more of his music. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, that was creepy. <laughs> you guys said at the same time <laughs> alright well thank you so much for that Rachel uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned we might seem too cool and aloof but we love to connect on social media Follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, on Instagram at story song podcast, and on our Facebook page. It's your ticket to the in crowd, daddy-o. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from this song? If you're skateboarding and uh, you start getting hassled by like security guards and stuff, the best thing to do is next time you want to go out skateboarding, sure. get yourself a penny farthing sure. and yeah. just sort of like ride that around. Oh, yeah. Same in the same area. And the security guards that were hassling you before, they're just going to be like, I don't I don't know what to do about this. You're just going to completely I guess confuse just them. let them ride their penny farthings. That's right. Mm. That's right. Work the so. confusion angle. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> I've never seen this before. Let's. I guess. Were farthings smaller than pennies? Was that the idea that the big wheel is a penny and the smaller wheels were farthings? Because farthing is a is a is a coin, right? Sure. Okay. No idea. I mean that 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 sounds like a very legitimate answer. Okay. 
that I can neither prove nor disprove. <laughs> the only thing I was going to say was it's a good plan, Michael. It's just oh. I'm pretty sure if you write. Oh, you're right, Dan. <gasps> oh, thank you. You're right. <laughs> Yay. Good job, buddy. The, the it, came from, it comes from British penny and farthing coins, the former being much larger than the latter, so that the side view resembles a larger penny leading a smaller farthing. Thank you. Oh. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's a good plan, except that if you ride a penny farthing, I'm pretty sure you have a 40% chance of dying of consumption. I would say <laughs> my lesson uh, is a very simple one. Uh, helmets are for losers and crybabies. Rachel, what lesson <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's did right. you learn Don't from this? Don't listen to your mom. Song? <laughs> uh, you know, here's what I learned. I learned two things because I learned something about myself. Uh, and then I learned something about the world in general. The thing I learned about myself is that I'm very pro skateboarder, and I think mm. I'm just going to work as a uh, defense attorney that works solely with <laughs> skateboarders who are hassled. Oh. But on that on that note, I learned that just because you're a security guard doesn't mean you can't be kind. Mm -hmm. So if you are in security, throw out a please. Throw out an I'm sorry, you know? No. Don't, not everybody is, you know, is the bad guy. It's just that there are some rules that need to be followed, and you're unfortunately the guy who has to enforce them. Yeah. You know? If you're in the no penny farthing zone. Right, right. <laughs> sure. The you red know, zone is only for petty farthing. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, so. for, and for unicycles. Yep. Uh, yep. Please. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening uh this has been the story song podcast follow us on the socials like instagram twitter and facebook and if you could leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast like what, what did that guy leave it on uh pod chaser where you can pod chaser. Uh, leave a review on the show or individual episodes yeah. yes if you could do that uh we would appreciate it and we will read it on the show come back next week when we cover another great story song uh and if you like the show tell your friends I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. We'll be back at you next time. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story song. You want to know what is back in a big, big way? Cassettes. Cassettes. That's insane. Yeah. Are you? I look. Speaking as someone right. who has a, but I'm just saying, speaking as someone who has a record collection, yeah. who is, full disclosure, a bit of a douche about it. <laughs> um, For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability, and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. 
Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.